0: Open your
1: mouth, Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's finally here. It's been uh, it's been a long
2: time coming, but we made it. We did. I mean we're we're excited to be back. We're excited to have a special guest with us here. Sure. And we're excited to, to get into fantasy football. Absolutely. But first. For... What's
1: no, happening? No, that no that 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 son of a bitch. That son of a bitch. That's John that's John L's music. That son of a bitch. What's happening here? God Oh my God. Oh my god.
2: You, you son of a bitch. Eh. Well, John John L is back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: He's a British. I guess
2: he's back for life. Full life.
1: Full life. He, he he's here. He's back. He, he's fortunately not present. Um, you know, he's here in spirit, but uh, he will be taking over for Nick Mazzi, who, uh who is basically uh, trapped in Detroit for the foreseeable future. So he um, won't be able to get out of Motor City, and there's uh, some irony there, you know, being that it's a Motor City, and yes. One could, you know, take uh, one of those—they uh, call it an automobile—and yes. and drive out here. But that looks like it's not in the cards. So John L. returns. That that son of a bitch is back. I know my brother will be happy since he's been clamoring for his comeback uh, since he left the league. So. And that's not the only news, because, you know, um, first thing first, we want to say that uh, we're sitting here, it's 8.30, you know, uh, we've had really kind of a hectic summer, everybody, uh, all three of us, really, when you think about it. Uh, we don't have our standard equipment, so we're kind of just, uh, what would you say, free balling this?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, kinda... no, no mic, no, uh, no headphone splitter, so, so as we play the sound clips, we're not necessarily hearing them. Uh, but we'll try to avoid uh, using a whole lot of sound clips because we brought one into the studio today with us. That, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Marcus Taylor. Marcus hey. Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> He's here.
0: That's me. That's, that, that, this is my voice. I'm here. Let's go. That's a sound.
1: So, <laughs> well, you know, there, there, will be more. There will be more, more to come. There, uh, we, we hope. But, you know, in, we, we had to get this done. I mean, we, this is really this episode, as most episodes are. When we look back on it, is dedicated to that selfish son of a bitch, Eddie Kasperzak, who has been, you know, taunting us pretty much for the better part of a month to to get this podcast done, be for this shitty... What I don't know if he said, you know, this league sucks. Get your shitty podcast done already. <laughs> no more excuses. So, I mean, this... I, we're going to try to live up to that shitty podcast name here. And, and we started off with the lack of the equipment. So we... Uh, If I understand, your son, uh, in a fit of rage, destroyed that equipment? Who who
2: knows where it has been? uh, (laughs) Fantastic. We unfortunately have the same laptop bag, and uh, occasionally he grabs the bag uh, that is mine, takes all my stuff out of it. It happens.
0: You better wash your hands.
2: I mean, it it, it
1: happens. You know, stay clean, (laughs) as I said. So, for those paying attention... um, could just be Eddie and a few others, but uh, Eddie in particular, you know, again that that arrogant sleazebag. Uh, he, you, you, would have remembered me mentioning something about a a surprise, a grand surprise that would be unveiled all in due time. So we'll unveil that all in due time near the end of the podcast. So, yes,
0: <laughs> in due time.
1: All, all in in due time. Okay. So, what we're going to do first is we're going to go through the schedule. We're going to do it a little differently than we did last year. We're not running through games 1 through 13 for every team because... People, you can just look on the website when it's updated. So we still want a little bit of suspense, but we do want to kind of uh, wet your appetite with uh, with uh, a morsel, uh, uh, sweet morsel. That's just a sweet, delicious morsel. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful morsel, a nugget, if you will. God, just a gorgeous nugget. I think
0: anyone's invited me to anything.
1: You're you're still invited. Yeah. Yeah, news that we can speak on briefly is uh, Sean Farrell will not be in the flesh come draft day. He will be in. Uh, he is in California right now. Uh, if I understand correctly, he's in Crenshaw. Is it, uh, either, is it Crenshaw
0: Boulevard? Yeah, he's either he's either on Crenshaw Boulevard or he's in Watts. Either either or, but he's out there. True, he's got two weeks.
1: Um, Hopefully he's alive in those two weeks, uh, basically. But uh, to live and die in L.A., he's really taking that literally. (laughs) And, you know, if if he's alive, then he's certainly going to be communicating via Skype. And we are going to have, just when you thought you'd get rid of him, uh, Danny Shirelli will be in the flesh. As of right now, I was able to speak with him today, so he is uh, going to attend for for a little while the draft just in case uh, something comes up with Sean, but also just to kind of witness this spectacle, this grand spectacle, this sweet spectacle.
2: Well, that that didn't take very long, did it? <laughs> and, and no, no, it did we're, not. We're right back into the swing of things. Yeah, six, seven minutes
1: in, and already, I mean, you know, just being treated like trash, like just filth. Like, I mean, really, this this podcast is toilet. But so we got John is going to be via Skype. Dan will be here in person, you know, just to see how everything's going. Just one last hurrah before he gallivants over to Florida a week or two later. Um, you know, again, Dan's always welcome back in the league uh, the following season or whenever. But we're going to be delighted to have his presence. He will be the league ombudsman for us, um, while Steve DeLugos will retain his title of league oracle. I love that, that he's had. So those, Steve's not going anywhere in in terms of being the league oracle. He <laughs> will be overseeing all and. And we'll be called upon
2: if necessary. Right. And, I mean, he's he's probably listening to this podcast right now. True. Sure. Uh, Steve, if, if if you are listening, give a call into the poo-poo line. Please.
0: Oh, it, oh, the poo-poo line. That's right.
2: Poo-poo line is real, people. You know, we played some calls
1: before, and I think some people really questioned if this if we were trying to have them call another place and embarrass them. Right. Now, this is real. So, you know, Eddie has called it before. And in the background of one of those Lion phone calls was actually our newest uh, member. So we'd like to give a are we going to give a warm hand and erupting laughter. Looking at the soundboard, are we going to give uh, that was bad? Uh, what what sound effect should we give this new member to welcome in? Maybe Ed
2: laugh. You know what? <laughs> I think we're going to give him a a little bit of a musical welcome. Perfect, Bobby, why, why do you have to uh, do that to our new member? He's not a lady. Right. He's not. He's a, he's a, he's a grown man.
1: Better your hair. And his name? Jesse Swanson.
0: Hey,
2: hey. All right,
1: then. Thanks. Thanks for <laughs> being yeah, s- settle down there, Eddie, you, you monster. But uh, Eddie, Eddie Munster. Ed, like it. There Eddie Munster. Monster. There That's we right go. That's it. why we brought him. I mean that's why you can see yourself out. (laughs) That that is why he's here. I mean for for that's Marcus magic right there. Oh jeez. So Jesse is taking over for Danny. Um so Jesse will be taking on Jordy Nelson and the, and the IR. So he's going to have him, and he's going to be able to pick through some, uh, Yeah, I mean, not a lot there keeper-wise, but there's some options. Uh, Danny did what he could with what he had. It wasn't much. It wasn't bad. We're going to be sad to lose Danny. Don't be mad. That's all
2: I have.
0: Be glad. Thank you. Glad trash bags.
2: I thought we asked you to leave. I'm sorry (laughs) Don't be sorry Leave Be glad No, leave (laughs) Just In all seriousness Leave
0: I don't think anyone's invited me to anything You're here,
2: Farrell We We, we discussed here You're you're here You're you're staying here
1: Farrell will be there in voice True We're what we, This is basically what we have a feral in one of these little square cubes is what we will, in a way, have from him uh, come draft day. Um, the donation is appreciated. Yes. The donation, as always, is appreciated. So we have a schedule unveiling. And again, we're not going to go through every single game, but we are going to kind of touch base upon uh, one or two key matchups, what week they occur, and we're also going to let you know which two teams you will not be facing off with this season, because again, 13 games, 16 people, you can only play, you know, there's only 14 total people, you're always going to have two that you don't face, and it's always good to know, you know, you might want to foster a, you know, nice little relationship in terms of future trades with somebody that, you know, isn't going to be facing off against you in the regular season. It definitely helps for shop talk. I didn't face off against Tom or Blanker last year, so we were really able to kind of
2: delve into strategy since we ended up never going up against each other even in the playoffs. But uh, That's true. It it certainly does help. I mean, looking at my schedule, I'm not facing off against Franz or uh, Jeff Tyler uh, in the regular season, nor will I face off against them in the playoffs. (laughs) So... So we could definitely, uh, you know, do some talking if we needed to. Franz, Jeff, uh, you know. He's he's
1: available to talk. And (laughs) you might want to take him up on that offer, Jeff. Uh, Because, like I said, money at the door, cash, just cash. You know, uh, it needs to clear. I need to have it in my hands. Um, And again, as always, we appreciate your donation to the league. Thank you. Please. Thank you. So uh, without further ado, there are new divisions. So, in honor of our two uh, upstanding um, officials in the league, Oracle Stephen DeLugos and Ombudsman Daniel Shirelli, they each have their own division. So, I'll, I'll start off with the DeLugos division, then Klopp will read off the Shirelli division, and then we'll get right into this, uh, old son of a bitch. Uh, DeLugos division, we have uh, one-time champion Michael Wizard to win Klopp.
0: He, thank you. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome.
1: He will be accompanied by um, four-time division winner, zero-time playoff winner, Tom Frankelmont. Frankel puff.
2: Frankel puff. That's right. Cause wait, wait a, a minute. minute. You know, I, how how long did the not saying Frankel go for? I mean, can we use it this year? I I don't know. I thought I heard a censor step in. Was that the
1: ombudsman? Possibly, I'm not, I'm not too sure. Possibly, you know, could be, you know, it could be the Oracle. He works in mysterious ways. Oh yes, it's going to be Klopp and Tom. You know, Klopp enters with a nine and four record. Tom ten and three before he he was a complete toilet in the playoffs. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. If you look at this roster, it would be a miracle to see that roster win three games. I, I, I it just went south after they had that crazy trade. When I was up at the hospital with Dana, and I had to push that thing through, and it really just destroyed two teams. So, hey, you know, it, 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 I guess it helped me out in the end, so I'm not going not gonna to complain there. Um, Charles Simborski, Mr. Buffalo Bill, three-time loser in the championship game, three in a row, actually. That's right. Looking to make it four. Yes. You know, let's go for four here. Uh, Charles enters uh, eight and five records. So you have three studs. You well, you two. You know Chuck and Klopp. Uh, Tom, I mean, on paper at least the record speaks for itself. But, Frankel oh,
2: We're getting we're getting closer. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we, 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 we are closing in. So those are three elite teams there. Bobby Walker joins the fray. Two and eleven. Just god awful. <laughs>
2: But that's enough, guys. Cash at the door, please.
0: <laughs>
2: and please, please, before yeah, do, yeah, do please, that before. Yeah, please, Bobby. Yeah, two and eleven. Before you handle any cash, please wash. Your yes, hands. please. Charles
1: Mancuso, seven and six, just made a very interesting trade uh, with Jake Feller uh, earlier today, uh, swapping the injured J.J. Watt, who's currently on PUP, for Doug Martin, so that's very intriguing for both teams, actually. I'm interested to see how that uh, shakes out, but Charles uh, will look, and he's the first time on the playoffs last season, so yeah. he's really he's going to be in a tough division, but I really like the, the, his keeper potential there, and I think he could be promising. Nick DiAugustino, on the other hand, 4-9. and 4-9. <sighs> <Four> and 4-9. <nine. sighs> and
2: nine.
1: That was bad, Nick. He's yeah. got Jamal Charles for about eight hundred dollars uh, <laughs> to keep there, and uh, he's got some options. Hope it's better for Nick, four and nine. Jesse will enter the league five and well, he takes over Danny's team, who was five and seven. Hopes to turn that around. You know, you can't really say his work's cut out for him because five and seven. I mean, let's come on now. You could. Uh, you just set an active lineup every week and you got a good chance of uh, matching that record without even looking at the players when you think about it. True. Yeah. I mean, come on. So, Jesse, I mean, we do expect you to turn that around. And finally, Eddie. You know, that uh, that selfish pig. You know, Eddie at had, 7-6, uh, had and six, which is unbelievable that he actually had a positive record. But, hey, miracles do happen around here.
0: It's a miracle! It's a Mckay
1: Yes, and it'll be a miracle if he uh, replicates that record the second time. So, uh, so seven and six. So that
2: is the Delugos division. Yeah. Now, now let's talk the Shirelli division. Yes. Uh, we'll start with the uh, the lesser wizard of Wind, Just because I said so. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take it! John Siborski! I'll take it! Uh, joining him in the Shirelli division, uh, Steve Blanker, hmm. uh, Franz 8-5. and five. Unbelievable! Too. I mean again a a winning record. Three teams too. Those first three were 8-5. Uh, welcome back John L. You're, you're in the Shirelli division as well. so. He's, he's part of your division. Yeah, wow. And it, it, it's so bizarre. He's, he's part of your division, Marcus. And it is bizarre that he's back and he's going to fit right now.
1: As we pull in for some gas, a freshly pasted poster reveals a smile from the pan. Elephants and agorats, lion snakes monkey, pellets speaks righteous, this is the Santa sex funky. How bizarre.
0: You
2: gotta wash your hands. Oh, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> you gotta wash your
1: hands. It's okay. just seeing the 7-6 and six Mazzy record with John L's name on
2: there is... It, it, it could almost cause heart palpitations. You know, and, uh, there. It's, it's stunning. And and speaking of ass, Sean Farrell is in this division as well. Uh, finishing at 4-9. and nine. <laughs> Uh, we've also got <laughs> the the other gentleman in the room with us still, Marcus Taylor, seven and six. Wow,
0: one step closer. That's true. One step beyond. Last year was an ambitious
1: and bold guarantee that you'd win the title. R- uh, yeah, I remember that.
0: This year, any guarantees you could think of? I ever? just yeah, I, I just want to taste. I want to taste the postseason, the playoffs. I just want to. I just want to put my tongue on it. And see if it tastes like chicken or mutton. It's, it's got to be either or. I'd go more chicken.
2: I mean. And I don't think this is the year that's gonna happen anyway. Uh, and then we've also got Jeff Tyler uh, in the Shirelli division. Yeah, shut the door, Jeff. <laughs> and, uh, and Jake Feller who finished six and seven last season. Ooh, yeah, another collapse. Dude,
1: second year in a row that Jake's team just fell completely apart uh, towards the tail end of the season, but he, there's been whispers out of the Feller camp. That he has some ambitious, bold moves lined up. He traded for Watt. It right. is a bold gamble, right. and he has two very cheap keepers: Keenan Allen, who's locked in the keep uh, at ten bucks, who was on his IR, and then looks like Thomas Rawls at ten bucks, which is a great option. So, there's talks. I'm hearing. You know, my sources tell me that you know expect something bold out of Jake. And look, crack five hundred and puff right. I mean, at this point, you know we hearing a lot of whispering, a lot of hush talk. Let's let's see something happen, because this is two years in a row where the last five to six weeks of the season, this man has been Mr. Toilet. So, you know, we're looking for him to flush it away and, and turn it around, because again, he is, a, he is a former champion. Right, He's correct. on that Mount Rushmore of correct. our champions there, which oddly enough, I mean, and it has to, because we recognize our full league history, <laughs> it has ready or not, Here I come, Scott already. That's true. (laughs) Up at that mountain. You know, I champ. That's true. I mean, and Scott really helped us make the league what it is because he definitely caused us to evolve and grow and radicalize the scoring so that nobody could accidentally become a champion again. Right. And I mean, we kind of like when everything else has happened on you. Thank you. Yeah, we we really want to thank you. So, Jake, we'll see if you can turn it around. So,. You know, starting off with the wizard. You know, we're going to do a quick uh, little preview here of uh, the schedules. Um, he opens against Tom Lamont. He closes against Marcus Taylor. So it looks like his tough games are well, they're in the middle. Probably, you know, and they're
2: they're going to be in the middle. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, uh, I I believe I opened against uh, Thomas Frankel. Oh, so close. So I, so I thought close. we were going to get it off. Uh, last season as well. Um, either that or played him in the uh, second game. My, my concern uh, this season uh, with, with Frank Oman as well is, is probably what's going on with Le'Veon Bell. I mean, at $120 for me, he seems like a like a valid keeper uh, that I've been mulling over. Um and if he's not going to play in that opening game, is he is he worth the price? True. That could be a that could be a bargain
1: or We're um, not. I mean, uh, so that you you'll definitely have some options to consider. Will it be Le'Veon Bell or or Antonio Brown or Allen Robinson?
2: You know, we'll we'll see. And I, I may need to focus on that running back position though if I don't keep uh, if I don't keep Bell. Sure. Uh, I do have Buck Allen for a hundred and twenty-six dollars. Buck Allen, unfortunate. Well, no, unfortunately, you can't <laughs> keep both Buck Allen and Bobby Bell.
1: No, no, I can't. Not this year, because you'd have to fill eighteen spots with six dollars. Yeah, uh, four. $4. Four dollars. Yeah. yeah, and there's no coupons in this league here, and you got to bid in dollar increments. So, unfortunately, we're not going to allow such bids as Johnny Mansell for 30 cents
0: or Tim Tebow
1: for a nickel.
0: Ooh, dude, Tim Tebow, my that, favorite. That's true. You've been on him for about 15 bucks. My fa- and, 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 you know, there was a, a war for him there
1: uh, a few years back. It seems like a, a decade ago, but sadly enough, it was only a few years ago. And I just want to add that you end with a hell, you know, after playing me in week 10, you really have that, you really end on what could be a challenging uh, trio of games in the Lewandowski-Farrell-Taylor bracket
2: (laughs) to to wrap up
1: the season. Come on. As you're fighting for your postseason (laughs) life, possibly, there. So, you know, again, you're not going to play Frank and Jeff Tyler there, so you're welcome, Frank Jeff, really, again, cash at the door. You know, just can't shut the door, my friend. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if, you know, unless Farrell's on your list, or, uh, geez, maybe D'Augustino <laughs> will be your one, then, you know, unfortunately, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You're probably shit out of luck either way.
2: Um, well, let's, uh, you know, my my perennial yes. uh, opponent, Tom Frankelmont, yes, who, uh, who kicks off the season again against me, um, Gets himself uh, uh, buys against Farrell and John L. So he will not see them this season.
0: That's
1: funny. And and it is in a way like we
2: you know and again this was randomized
1: and it really they really said look we're going to try to take uh, some of your tough games away from you like and try to make the schedule as easy as we can. <laughs>
2: Uh, don't don't worry, Tom. Uh, right right about mid-season, week seven, you face off against Bobby Walker. So. so, all is right in the world. All is right in the world.
1: He ends in a brother-against-brother matchup against Blanker. And he also has Marcus Taylor before that. So, you're, you know, like, you're seeing a lot of these guys, you know, later on in the season there when you're going to be fighting for just that sweet taste for the playoffs. I, I want the mutton.
0: Beautiful button.
2: When you're gonna be fighting to hit five hundred.
0: Hey, hey man, I I did it last year. I'm uh I want a button. He wants that button. Ain't nothing without that button.
1: So moving on, we have Mr. Owen Three, Charles Simborski, the lead villain. And yes. he, you know, for for sure. Um just that arrogance. Um, has lost three consecutive times in championship games. So you've got to give this guy credit for just being able to be arrogant with a straight face. Correct, I mean. yes. This is like seeing the Bills in the 90s strutting around with arrogance when they were kind of really shell-shocked in the big game at that point. So Chuck is not facing off against
0: Marcus. So you do get a break there. You do get a break. Interesting. Is that a break?
2: Not having to face Chuck?
0: It's a, it's a kick not break.
2: Mm. You know, actually,
1: I had to kick him before the show, so that was a good uh, frozen kick. Yeah, that's the way they have him.
2: No John L. either. Again, that's, no. Now, that's a shame. That yeah, is. That is a damn shame. That is. In a
1: way, it, it, it's. I was disappointed when the schedule was you know, generating and I saw that. At the same time, though, Chuck has been such a champion for John L. In a way, it only seems right that he's not facing John L. Because he's been his biggest cheerleader. For years, he's talked about... John L. starting off kicking in the door and right. using a wrecking ball to break down the side of the house right. to announce his return to the league. So I, I almost feel that the league villain needs John L. kind of as his, you know, his sidekick, his Igor, his his Robin to his to his Batman. So in, in a way, while it appears disappointing on its face, when you really think about it, it's only fitting that the league villain and and the the owner of the worst team in our league's beautiful illustrious history, history. can join together and join forces. So, Chuck ends the season against Jeff Tyler. So that's uh, he'll be playing for, I guess, a high prize, uh, high score prize that <laughs> week. Starts off against Charles Mancuso, So the Battle of Charleses. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I've uh, definitely I project a close matchup there. And we're going to really see what happens, but he's kind of got, um, he has strong opponents kind of sprinkled all throughout, but you know what, he's, he's definitely handled adversity as we've seen him appearing in three consecutive ch- championships. Um, even though he's lost all of them, in a way he's the most consistent really out of all the big name teams. You know, he's beaten me on the road to the championship before until I had my revenge. He has beaten other teams to get there before falling to you, to, to Jake, to myself. Um, he's, he's lost to really the three major championships in that mountain. So he's going for four. Will
2: he do it? it it's going to be interesting to see. Now, uh, you know, in our, our next uh, team uh, probably has the week one matchup to watch. Yes. Uh, and this is Bobby yeah. Walker. Beautiful Bobby Walker. Bathhouse Bobby Walker. <laughs> who will face off week one against Eddie Kaspersen. All oh, that monster. That, that,
1: oh, God, that, the arrogance.
2: Now, now this season, uh, Bobby won't meet up against Farrell or Blanker. Okay. Um, and he'll finish the season against the Iceman. Ooh, He could, he will literally and figuratively be put
1: on ice. By the ice, <laughs> man. Well, season we put on ice to put into the fridge. Um, you know, do we see two and eleven again? It's in the cards, people. Possibly, it's and, in
2: the cards. Listen, I mean, in all seriousness, uh, his Great season time. is going to probably be put on ice by week eight when he faces John L. That's very true. He does have John's
1: uh, really back to back John weekend. and. And while I'm there in Week Nine, be afraid of Week uh, Week Eight. John Lewandowski's out for blood. I mean, he's accepting nothing less. He's got Charles supporting and backing him up.
0: Yes. We got a
1: villain, and we got a junior villain. And so if somehow,
2: villain junior, he squeaks through Week Eight and Week Nine. Marcus, he faces you in Week Ten. True. Sure. And you're you're playoff hungry. You're you're ready for this. Oh. We won our
0: Champion Chef game. Feeling like I wanna champion Chef Rain, cause we bow hard.
2: No bitch, we bow harder. I am the bird man and I'm the J. Right. That that
0: that's that's you this season. He's not getting in the way of my mutton. Ain't nothing gonna stop him from getting his mutton. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, they, they, those could be two teams of the combined forwards, <laughs>
0: you be know I mean?
1: at, at that stage. So let's, let's, uh, let's move uh, forward there to, uh, to Charles Mancuso.
2: Yeah, now, now Chaz this season uh, isn't going to see Blanger or Jeff Tyler. Uh, we've talked about his, his opening game, the, the Battle of the Charleses. Yes. He finishes his season against you. Yeah, interesting. Uh, both brothers,
1: you know, bookend uh, uh, Chaz's season and see if he is ready to move uh, further up the ranks. You know, he really had a nice year last uh, last season, made it to the playoffs. He, he faced the eventual champion, which is me. There, I this the eventual champion. Um, and he lost. But, hey, you know what? It's progress. You know, like you said, you want to taste that sweet, beautiful, delicious mutton. And, and Chaz, you know, I don't know if... Uh, you know, I I am not sure if mutton how that ranks on macros on the macro scale. Um, I want. I have to ask Frank Lamont.
0: I want to say, and, and I've I've heard I think it's, I think it's high in cholesterol. It might be like so. Um, Frank really
1: will be the one they'll have to to put that to, to bed there. Call the call the, uh, the poopoo line,
2: please, Tom. Right, um, um, poo-poo line, let, uh, let us know the macro count on just a side a fillet of mutton. Yes. Uh, you know, 716 7, 6, 4, poo, four six or four seven six six. Yes. Yes. Poo, four poo for you. And now, uh, and now
0: that that opening week will really set the bar to see which Charles is in charge. True. True. You know.
1: You that's know? why. That's why you're here.
0: Going I mean, going forward, the season opener.
1: That is true. Which Charles will be in charge? And it's will it be three time uh, runner up, three time bridesmaid, or will it be? Just a new and improved Charles Mancuso. You know, he's got Doug Martin now. Keekley's coming with him. He's thinking on the third keeper. I'm excited to see what happens, but someone will set the, uh, set the, the tone there.
0: The bar. True.
1: The um, pull-up bar. And he faces you in week eight, which is around our trade deadline. Our trade deadline is November 3rd uh, this season. Um, it's after the eighth game. So he will finish off against Marcus Taylor in week eight. And, and what are your feelings going up against close friend and uh, Charles Mankuso?
0: Well, you know, the mutton's high in cholesterol. So, you know, hopefully that will work, work in my favor. But then the following week, he also has, uh, he also has Sean Farrell. So I guess that's two out of the four men in a row that he's going to have to get past. That's true. Within two weeks, will I have three men,
1: and there was once a podcast. That's true. There was once a podcast. Uh, show me the money, as one is wont to say. Um, will one of these people finish in the money? Probably not, but I mean, the thing is that there, there, there's a chance there. I mean, but John L in week 10, Jake Feller in week 11, so... Uh, in, and the Iceman, two and 12. So right. it, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, little schedule for Charles uh, Mancou. So I'm interested to see if he can take it to the next level there. Someone who's unlikely to probably take it to the next level. Although, really, when you think about it, he could probably just show up and he's
2: likely to to do better than last year. Right. So so let's talk about Nick DiAgostino's schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that was bad. Uh, Let's put last year behind you. Yeah. You're, you're starting this season. Uh, you're, you're facing Jesse Swanson in week one. Hey, You're facing Eddie in week two. Hey. Uh, and then you face off against Thomas Frankel. Frankel. Ooh. So close. Ooh. Uh, week three. Uh, you will not be facing uh, the Iceman. Or the current champ. Hey, you know, you're welcome, Nick. <laughs> so, so you get a little break there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think it's rather poetic in our Mark Ingram for Jamal Charles trade. And also, the Cam Newton. people. Let's remember that there was a lot of training I did last season. And Nick actually was uh, involved in quite a few deals, helping me out with, uh, with a few guys. But at one point, when I realized I needed Cam Newton in every fantasy football league I was in, Um, Pretty early on and said like I have to act and I have to act now. He must be mine. (laughs) He must be mine He must be my mother. (laughs) I Had to give up a crown jewel that I was holding on to for years to come because I said if I'm gonna try to win something now What the hell am I doing saving something for later and that crown jewel was David Johnson who I picked up earlier So let us not forget that I traded David Johnson for Cam Newton and again there were some quarterbacks thrown into even things out because remember, gotta always
2: have two quarterbacks on the roster at any given time. Correct. You had David Johnson tucked in, in Mima's napkins. Stuffed in the stuffed in the couch for later. Absolutely. Got him out of the couch. <laughs> you know, the, the the jig was up so to speak.
1: You know, they saw the napkins, Nick's like, look, you know, you you gotta give me something there if you're getting Cam Newton, even though he had another good quarterback in this team. And I said, Okay, you know, here's David Johnson. David Johnson was released by Nick a couple weeks later. I I, I really don't know why. (laughs) Um, Still puzzling because I hyped up David Johnson. I I don't know what happened there. That was bad. Maybe that was bad, Nick. Maybe it was. Yeah. So, while I had done everything I could to get David Johnson in the early part of the season, only to have to eventually give him up to get Cam Newton, which ultimately helped me win, it's interesting that Nick just so quickly threw on the scrap heap. But I just want to thank you, Nick, for you know, the
2: deal. I did give him Jamal Sherrill's, so uh, you know, he'll have Jamal to build on there. And then, uh, Nick, uh, another little gift that you have, besides not phasing off uh, Iceman and John, mm-hmm. uh, is that you finish your season against Jake, who, as we earlier discussed, will be on his downfall. Yeah, By week thirteen.
1: That's Typically, right. he's usually losing five to six to seven in the last uh, uh, consecutive games. I mean, that's how it's been the last couple of years. And when you really look at those last five weeks for Nick, it's John L, Sean Farrell, Marcus Taylor, Jeff Tyler, Jake Feller. If Jake, you know, if, if things stay the same for Jake and he's collapsing again, you have that Lewandowski, Farrell, Taylor, Tyler stretch. Now Marcus wants money. Jeff's just happy to be here. <laughs> Sean, you know, is to live and die in L.A. <laughs> and you know, John L is is you know going to be autographing toilet seats, which, which uh, if that that's not even the joke, people, uh, that, that that's going to be the toilet bowl prize. So that's a little sneak peek uh, at, at something hmm. down the road. Nick really has prime opportunity to turn his season around right there. You know, he won four games last year. That could be four wins right there. could even be five. He could better his win total in just those last five
2: weeks if he can get it done in the auction. Don't True. cut David Johnson. If he... And again, the the auction, uh, you know, as as being new in the league, he didn't yep. know how it was going to go. True, to uh, be fair. Four, four and nine in your first season uh, with with the way we run the league is is pretty good is. i mean it's better than two and 11 and you've been in the league since it uh was since was, it's was, inception yeah. right yeah for five years for five things. i have <laughs> nieces and nephews
1: that, that weren't even on this earth when you're on the league and you're getting worse so nick honestly and this isn't us being sarcastic you know it's it's a radically different league than that most are used to. It's really hard to kind of, you really have to prep on your own. You can't pick up a guide for a draft like this because of the way the scoring's done um, and the factors that go into it. So I could definitely see improvement and, you know, we're looking forward to seeing if that happens. And, and that leads into kind of our new guy, Jesse Swanson, who's going to be making his appearance. He actually is going to open against Nick, right? So that's going to set the tone pretty quickly there. He's going to end two against the toilet man, John Lewandowski. So, could we see our first ever, like, expansion team really, you know, make good progress, perhaps even a deep playoff run? Eh, you know, I'm not too sure. You know, Jesse doesn't face two former champions. Myself, the defending champ, Jake Feller, you know, a former champ from a few years ago. So, really, Jesse kind of has a good schedule there. I mean, two of the three currently champions... Two of them sitting in this room, um, and one of them other people non champions his name is Marcus that's, yeah, that's I'm you. Marcus.
0: Yes, that is I. He sweet one. gonna be happening, they're also sweet. But
1: uh yeah, he'll close against John L. He'll open against Nick. Uh he's not facing off against uh, myself and Jake hey, if if a new guy's going to step in, I mean, this isn't Jesse's first rodeo doing this stuff. You know, I I could see him coming in and and trying to make an impact. Um, I I don't expect him to go the way of Bobby Walker, and I could see him bettering DiAgostino's first season record. Me too. Yeah, I could see five or six wins at least, and he could even surprise and do better than that. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. But, uh, is pal, you know, comes up next. It's, uh, it's a special kind of person, one that we dedicate most every episode to. Somebody who's been on our case for months, for years, even about the quality of the league, the podcast, just, uh, just everything in general. He's a man of
2: many words and very few actual playoff victories, <laughs> let alone appearances. His name's Eddie Hazard. Right, so, so Eddie, uh, your schedule will be viewable on the Website uh, and the Facebook page. Absolutely. So, John, let's let's talk your schedule as we move into the Chirelli division. Uh, you kick off the season uh, against our returning friend John L. Correct. It's the Battle of Johns.
1: Yeah. Battle and, of Johns. And I'm excited. You know, I'm excited. Definitely
2: see uh, which
0: John will be able to uh, to turn it on. John John Bond Battle. <laughs>
2: I thought we asked him to leave. Get out of my house. Uh, and Get you know what, this house. this season you do not play against Nick DiAugostino or Jesse Swans.
1: Yeah, and it's a shame. I mean, uh, you know, the second year guy, the new guy, it's fine. Hey, defending champ, you know, we can give you guys a break. You helped me out, Nick, Jesse, you're new, it's your first year. Um, you seen what I was doing in the basketball league. I mean, My God in heaven, you know, this is now where more people are (laughs) paying attention. Uh, Let's see what the hell happens here. You're going to get a fair fighting chance. Um, And I finished the season against two Charleses. That's true. true. Back-to-back Charles. Oh, wow. And again,
2: we'll we'll figure out which one is in charge by week one. That's right. Very true. Very true.
1: true. But it's a Charles and and Charles Mancuso matchup there. So interesting to see there. And I'm also looking forward to week five against Jeff Tyler, week seven against Sean Farrell. Hopefully, I can um, get the high score prizes those weeks and uh, put a little money in my pocket. So uh, that that it wouldn't be too bad. I, I
2: I definitely would appreciate that. And you've got you've got Bobby in week nine. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. You know, which which means by week nine, it will be seven, the, right right after the trade deadline. So you'll have acquired Des Bryant from him by then.
1: <laughs> very true. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a very good point, and I'll uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, we can set that up right now, Bobby. I'll uh, pick up a guy on waivers uh, in week one, and we'll make a deal. And, hey, you know what? We'll um, get to
2: face against him in week nine, Bobby. A-
1: absolutely. I really like how that works out. That's 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 almost Oracle talk. You know, that's maybe DeLugos channeling his wisdom through Michael Klopp. Michael Klopp is a vessel for <laughs> Stephen DeLugos' wisdom. And we wanted to add, too, we may have overlooked something there. Uh, Eddie won't be facing Jake and Marcus. You know, I thought, I mean, we spoke enough about Eddie, so we, we, we did, you know, kind it's of true. glare over that. But we just wanted to add, too, for those people that didn't want to be polluted by the presence of Eddie on their roster Jake and uh, Marcus, you will not be uh, having to worry about Eddie, but at the same time, you're not getting that free win. So you're going to have to work extra harder for... Extra harder. Extra (laughs) harder for your uh, place at the table.
2: (laughs) Extra harder. Talking like Eddie now. Now, speaking of someone that that will have to worry about Eddie, uh, John L. does face Eddie in week 12. Ooh, yeah. That's ending with Jesse, starting with me and then Iceman. So,
1: again, John L.'s back. He has an interesting schedule here. He's got the Feller Feral Taylor, uh, well Tyler feller Farrell Taylor in three four five and six um, he's going to be facing off uh
2: against uh, Eddie and Jesse to kind of end the season and then you before then so right. and you know what he he doesn't uh he doesn't face uh Tom or Chuck. so uh, he he gets a break and uh doesn't face one winning team true sure. and the well yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: Bobby. think it yeah. matters.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 look,
1: you walk them back in. We can, you come back in close the door behind you and Thank take you. a seat. You're, you're back in. Thank here. you. But you're right. I mean, the you know, it's Bobby Walker. I mean, again, Bobby for. Somehow, Bobby, you know, and, and again, we're adding some tidbits here as we do the schedule. Three teams have discounted buy ins this year because, as we all know, If you finish the season with prize money of $15 or lower, it rolls into the buy-in for next year. So Marcus and Sean, you both have $10 reduction, so it's only $50. Inexplicably, and I ran the math multiple times this morning, Bobby somehow has a $15 discount into this league when I really feel he should be paying $15 more. I want him paying $75 to be in this league. I mean, I've had it. I don't know how that can be possible. He's won two games. Right. How, how did he do that? I, you know the numbers speak for themselves. Uh, it, it it makes me sick. The less said about it, the better. But John, you're at least do us proud. Beat him in you know um, beat him in week eight. You know you, you don't face Tom and Chuck. At least beat Bobby in week eight for us. What about the Ice Man? Yeah, what about
0: the, ice? the Iceman?
2: The cometh. Cold as ice, hard as marble. The Iceman does cometh. And uh, and he Wait. opens against Sean Farrell. By cometh all over Sean. Oh. 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 And oh. finishes the season against Bobby Walker.
1: You're welcome, Prankovic. Uh The and <laughs> God's blessed you there. Um, he's not facing um, one time champions over Michael Klopp and Anti Agostino. So. Which I feel is, you know, fitting. Nick's a nice guy. He's so cheerful, so pleasant. I mean, we don't need a man as cold as ice to put him down like that. And you know what? He gets a break against Klopp. So, do do us proud. Knock off Tom in Week 11. Take out Bobby in 13. You got John L in Week 2. Marcus in Week 3. So yeah. gonna, you're going to have an early test
0: to, to be seated at that table enjoying delicious mutton. I, uh... I've always struggled against Ron Yeah, and he, he I, I, I definitely have. He has been
1: known as the Simborski Slayer.
0: Yes. For being able to, having an affinity to
1: take out Simborski brothers. Um, he's, a tough, he's a tough team. I mean, he's definitely a guy that can surprise. We all remember what may possibly be the greatest my other league game in history when the arrogant Tom Frank was a 100-point favorite against Franco yeah, cackling the whole week and lost to him by like 20 points I'll have to dig it out in the records later but we all remember how everybody was a nice man that week just cheering that man on even Chuck I remember if I, if I recall correctly it, it had good words to That's say true. and that almost never happens Chuck's the kind of guy who was shit talking my team a week after I beat him and saying that it was poo poo and I had humiliated him in the championship <laughs> game, and he lost three years running, and he shit talking to people. So, it's it, it just unbelievable. But he even had good things to say to the Iceman there. And he'll see him in Week 10. So, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Now, we have Iceman Jr., mm. Steve Blanker. And Blanker is not going up against Charles Mancuso, Bobby Walker. We're we're sorry about the Bobby thing, Steve. Uh, again, you're good people. Would have liked to have given you Bobby just to, to feast on some scraps. But hey, you get Jeff Tyler in week six. Right. That's not a bad consolation prize when you really think about it. I mean, that's not bad. And you get Farrell in week three. That's right. So you know you're gonna get you're gonna start off. You start off against Jake Feller typically when he's hot. So uh, week one against Jake, I actually really am looking forward to that matchup. Um, to see what happens because Jake starts off hot that first half of the season. blinker's a really analytical guy. You know, he's a big poker player. He's got that poker face. You know, he's a smart guy, knows what he's doing. He's got some interesting strategies. I almost feel sometimes with Steve that he's almost a year early on things. Right. You know, he's pouted the, uh, pass-catching running back, you know, like strategy of having that as your running back two, maybe even a running back one if you can, and focusing other strengths elsewhere across the board, and I honestly feel that that's going to be something that more people focus on going into the draft this year, as opposed to last year when everyone's looking for that bell cow and going bananas with their money, right. so, you know. He is. He's ahead there. He's going to go up against Jake. He sees me in week two, but he gets a break with Farrell uh, later on. He's going to close against Tom Franklin. So again, brother versus brother. Let's see what the hell happens. Um, we hope for Blenker to pull out that victory. We'll all be pulling for him there. Because really, who's who the hell's rooting for Tom Franklin? That's true. I mean, come on, it's serious there. Chaz, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It could. It could be interesting. It could be. Sean Farrell, he is a human being. Um, Pending the uh, payment of funds, which again, you know, he's going to send in uh, via post, since you will not a person, via wire Wire transfer. Sean Farrell, a human being, will be permitted entry into a fantasy football league, and we appreciate his donation.
2: We look forward to seeing his, his digital presence here. Absolutely. He won't
1: go up against Tom Franklin or Bobby Walker, but he'll see the Iceman in week one. He ends the season against that thug, Eddie Kasperzak. And in between, he's going to have a a stretch of seeing uh, Jake, John, and the two Charleses, Cymborski and Mancuso, between uh, six and nine. So. You got Jeff Tyler in Week Four, I guess. Marcus in Week Two. What do you think there? I mean, close friends, best friends. You know, right. like brothers torn apart,
2: perhaps by what we call fans. Separated by the the of the United States of America. Yeah, that's I mean, right. Your vanilla brother. Right. Well,
0: you know, I'll I'll be the um, you know I'll be the uh, second. Uh, I'm gonna beat him. Okay. So powerful work. Well, well, the point I was trying to make is that he's he's going to lose the first three, and if he can get uh, if he can get past Tyler, so basically what I was saying was I'll be part of that three game losing streak he's going to taste in the in, in the beginning.
2: Okay. Uh, let's let's move on to Jeff Tyler's. <laughs> Best thing to do there is yeah. Let's move forward <laughs> and, and let's not even talk about who he faces in week one because we don't want to have another. Comment like we just had. So if you want to see who Jeff Tyler faces in week one, uh, take a look at the schedule (laughs) on the website, on Facebook. That individual is in this room. It's not me who's speaking. It's not John. Yeah, it's not me. Uh, Week two, he he faces Jake Fowler. And Jake's typically hot around those first couple weeks.
1: John L's usually cold as ice in uh, most of the season, early on especially. Uh, And then you have Farrell. So this is going to be... You know, for Jeff, I almost feel any matchup is, is climbing a mountain. So, and he's ending that uh, that ascent against Charles Siborski in Week 13. So, the question is, is he a 2- or 3-win team at that point? Or is he actually fighting for his playoff life? You know, need we really say what it is? I mean, I think we all know the answer here. Jeff, good people. You're a delight. Your Facebook page is... Is odd to yes. say, at least in a good way. You know, like it's very interesting. You know, like seeing you in a uh, in a druid's cloak with Mister Bean next to you uh, in what seems to be three thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Is it, is inter- it's it fascinates me. Apparently. I want more of it. So uh, you know, credit there, but I don't know if that's going to be enough to beat Charles in week thirteen. Probably good enough though to beat Bobby in week eleven. Yes. So we'll give you that. You know you're probably going to clean up there. Uh, again, he's not facing off against Clobber Chaz, and we again appreciate the donat- the donation and cash money at the door, please. and Thank you, and then just enjoy the pizza and the drinks. Yes, have food, that wings, yeah. so wings. Enjoy yourself. Fill the plate up, Jeff, and uh, and you have yourself a grand old time.
2: Right.
1: Um, here he is, the man of the hour. That's not named Eddie Um Marcus Taylor. You know, the uh, what, what do they say? Uh, the whipped cream and other delights. The hot fudge Sunday of this league. Mr. Taylor himself. Thank you. You 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 um you seem to be going up against the guy we previously mentioned in week one. So, you know, again we'll go on to week two, Sean Farrell, we talked in with God, we don't need to go on anymore <laughs> with that one. Iceman and three myself and four. Um, but you do end against Michael Klopp, and uh, you know, the Wizard himself is in the room. Uh, you won't be facing Chuck or Eddie, so they call the Battle of the Bus Passes there with Charles. Right. You know, there can't be any bus pass bribery, as Correct. Chuck has tried to mention, so that's ruled out. And no Eddie act there, but you end against Michael Klopp in, your, in, in really the, um, the pursuit of Mutton. So what, what are your thoughts there against the Wizard?
0: You know? Well, yeah.
1: Okay. Powerful it, it words. Tom Frank Lamont a week before that. So, uh, you know, again, I, I think your thoughts maybe carry over from the Michael Klopp matchup. So, uh, again, maybe the less
0: said they are the better. <laughs> That's a tough fucking schedule. <laughs> Well I mean Holy shit, is that what it looks like?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why well, you got Jeff and Sean
2: really. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. You got the ice. I fan. guess I don't think that matters. <laughs> yeah, you count myself in blanker. You get a little reprieve with John L. I might end up going to an eleven. <laughs> We got some Jake, Chaz, Jesse, and a little bit of Bobby and Nick. Uh, Okay.
2: Be be digging that mutton
0: out of the dumpster. Yeah, dumpster mutton. That could be
1: dumpster mutton right there. (laughs) Dumpster diamond for that delicious mutton. Um, Yeah. So you wanted to put your tongue on the postseason. Right. um, Right. And, oh, I mean, you got your work cut out for you there,
0: Mike. I I definitely do.
1: That's for sure. Um, We wish you the best of luck outside of week four and uh, I'm sure outside of week 13. but hey, you know who knows? Maybe you
0: shock us all. Yeah, you know I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna try. I don't I, I don't possess I don't possess any electricity powers, but I'm definitely gonna try True. and shock.
1: True, and you know what I, I like that. You have your three keepers locked in already with the trade with Chuck, and I like him. You had Adrian Peterson; he's about as consistent as can be. He's expensive, but he's not. He's still below his cost, so he's about eighty-five dollars. Right. You're rolling the dice on Arian Foster. Right. You figure if he's productive, and it's at least for a portion of the season, that's a plus. And if he stays healthy and he surprises, then that's just a freebie. And you have Rashard uh, Jones. So he was the third best IEP with only Levante David and J.J. Watt being superior to him last year. It's a good core. And, and I think it kind of handcuffs you and prevents you from losing your mind in the draft. Right. and spending $115, 110 $120 on a player. Definitely. Like he did during the Levy and Bell Definitely. situation. Definitely. Correct. So I do like how you got Bell, were able to flip Bell to Freeman, took Freeman and turned him into three keepers. Yes. Because I just don't see Freeman matching his season, which, again, anybody can say that. It's not like I'm Nostradamus here. I mean, Freeman was the best running back in fantasy last right. year. Right. It's very hard to do that two years in a row. Um, So I really like what you did with that. And you know what? I think there is some hope here for you. I really do. I mean, I think it's about hope. I do think it's about hope for you. Bob Hope? Well... I mean, well, he's dead in the ground. But uh, let we're trying to look for something with a pulse. Um, Hope Solo, maybe.
0: Oh, nice. Like, okay, Hope okay. Solo. I like I like that one. Very yeah, good.
1: That's that's not too shabby there. But uh, you look at the although those pictures, I think you should have pictures that leaked that uh, were maybe not the most flattering, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Maybe just just like a couple pounds of roast beef. But uh, we we end the uh, preview here with uh, with Jake Feller. So Jake Feller, one-time MOL champion, he starts hot. You know, we'll we'll have to do the math to post it later on. But I'm willing to bet that his first five to six weeks in the season are probably record-wise are probably right up there with anybody in right. the league. They could yep. they could be the best in the league for all I know. Right. Because he when he falls he falls hard.
0: Right. He
1: just craters. I mean, we're talking losing five, six, seven in a row, and it's been happening now for a couple of years. He's had it to where John L's beat him to prevent him from making the postseason. And that happened last year as well when he was defeated by a non-John L team right at the end of the year to miss out as well. So he's deadly when he gets in the postseason. Yeah. He's only lost one game. He's won a championship. He's, he's, he's been in two championship games. Um, he lost to, to Scott Reddy uh, the first year, and then the second year he beat Carl Siborski. So he's dangerous. The question is, will he be able to make it into the postseason? He opens with Blanker. Uh, he has me in week three. He's got the Ice Iceman in five. And then really after he starts with you in week seven, Marcus. Right. He goes on the clock. He's got Chuck, Tom you know, a, a playoff team in Charles Mancuso, filth and Bobby Walker, <laughs> and, a, and a young Nick DiAgostino team, so again, it's going to be tough. They, those weeks 8, 9, and 10 in particular clock Charles-Tom. It's a pretty brutal stretch and if you really, Marcus, with that core you have, you could add yourself into that conversation and if uh, Charles, you know, keeping Doug, Martin, and uh, Keekley and one more guy, can build on what he did last year, that's a pretty brutal stretch. I agree. And every year he's fallen, he's had that one gimme game right. that he's lost. Right. John L. the one year. Could it be Bobby Walker in week 12? <laughs> I mean, my God, if it is, then he might need a fantasy exorcism or something <laughs> like that, because this would be the third year in a row he's absolutely cratered. Right. So... We're gonna see what happens there with Jake. He's definitely a wild card because once he gets into the playoffs, if he gets into the playoffs, he's deadly. Two-time championship game, uh two championship game appearances, one win. And when he falls apart, man, he's usually the first team to miss the playoffs, or the second team to to be cut off there. So he can start hot and he finishes flat. So that's the preview for the season. You know, it's gonna be very interesting to see what happens. We have the um the rosters are updated. Uh, Michael Klopp posts them. We mentioned a few guys here and there. But you know we're not really going to get into specifics with the keeper previews since there's a lot of trade activity going on, a lot of talking, and we're about less than two weeks away from the draft itself. So what we want to do is clarify that you keep three keepers for this year. The league champion gets four, so I'm the league champion. There, I get four. Um, there's three keepers. One of them has to be an IDP, but more than one can be IDP, but at least one will have to be. And you can have up to three. You don't have to keep any. Now, anybody on IR, they have to be kept. If during the preseason, so you put a guy in IR during the season, like what happened with Keenan Allen, for example, with Jake, he has to be kept going into this season. Now, Keenan Allen's healthy. So what happens is if Keenan health key Keenan healthy, if Keenan Allen blows out his ACL in the third preseason game of the season, Jake can relinquish him as a keeper and bring his money into the draft. He can't replace him with another keeper. Okay. We instituted this after discussions, Klopp and I, and, and we consulted uh, through meditation with the Oracle <laughs> and he provided us with wisdom. And we we opened that up because just
2: because a lot of people were really afraid of making trades. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I think it's a, a good move for everyone to at least get some of the, the trade movements, the talks going. And uh, I think it's the fair thing to do yeah. as well. Exactly. I mean, and again, the whole IR thing to clarify,
1: it still gives that value and it still gives the, I don't want to say a penalty, but there's still the consequences of doing an IR during the regular season we have the league constitution which should be going up something that is going to be there every year now instead of me having to write something up or Klopp having to put something together at the last minute we have everything in detail that's going to be formatted and available on the league page soon and it states that a player in IR cannot be traded during the regular season but once the regular season's over and we're in the off season they can be traded and again when the preseason comes up if they were to get hurt just because they were on the ire of the prior season doesn't mean you're stuck with them if they happen to get a freak injury and hurt themselves again. Okay. You can relinquish that move. You can trade them when it's time in the off season, And it's opening that up just to get more activity because the Charles Mancuso-Jake Feller trade was on the table for a while. The trade with you and Chuck was always floated about for quite some time. Right. And we wanted to really get trades like that moving along instead of being talk, and then people kind of being tentative and afraid to make a move because they would be locked in with all these keepers. So that's what we ended up instituting there. But that's not the surprise. That I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast because that surprise would have sucked. I mean, just that's common sense here. We, we announced that, you know, beforehand. We, we, we sat down at the end of the season. And we said, look, you know, we're, we're fanatical about fantasy, fantasy football. And we want to keep that momentum, that excitement going as long as we can. Obviously football's about a six month sport, give or take, when you add preseason and mm-hmm. playoffs and what have you. And there's 12 months in the year. So we got that six months of downtime. So what way could we add a little bit of spice to the to the season a little bit of excitement well we're going to try something that we did it's basically the it's what we call the commissioner's choice category that we will utilize from time to time we did it with idp when Klapp and i right. looked it over where we experimented with one idp as a commissioner's choice which means that basically it's not put up the vote We try it out for a year, we get feedback, and then if it's really totally against it, we move forward. If it's loved, which it was, we expand upon it. So this year's Commissioner's Choice will involve the next season. So not 2016, this doesn't impact anything happening now, but it's going to impact 2017, the draft class in 2017. We always floated the idea about having a a one-round snake draft with the rookies. But, you know, it didn't really get a lot of interest. And even when Klopp and I would bring it up, we'd, we'd always really kind of, not not to say shoot it down, but we never really pursue it. Because right. it's like, whatever. You know, like, okay, so Bobby Walker's team is toilet, and we know he's been toilet for, for 11 weeks already. He gets the first overall pick. I mean, what fun is there in that? Right. We're rewarding him for being garbage. Right. But at the same time there's the idea of parity to help those weak teams hopefully build upon their weakness and get better and and strengthen themselves so we borrowed from our second favorite sport which is the other the only other league that we're in in terms of fantasy sports we do football and we do basketball and for those familiar with basketball and sadly enough in Buffalo I have to say that because there's so many people that just are kind of ignorant to the sport of basketball they have an NBA draft lottery. So the teams that don't make the playoffs, you have the 16 teams, and they get weighed you know, in terms of the certain... so many X amount of lottery balls, so to speak. And then it gets put into the, the pool, and then boom, 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 you have your lottery, and you can see surprises. Crazy things happen. Yes. Derrick Rose and the Chicago Bulls, and right. they were they had the lowest chance. It was like under 1% to win that lottery. Right. You know, LeBron James at Cleveland. You, you see... The Magic, back in the days of Shaq and Penny, they they were able to get Shaq and Weber right. and flip him for Penny and more picks, and that basically had to change the rules of the lottery. So what we're going to do, and what we're going to try for the 2017 season that we'll see going into action in 2016 based on the records, will be a lottery. So there's going to be a fixed one-round draft for the rookie class,
2: and the prices in that will be forthcoming. We're still working on that. We We're also still working on when the time frame of that draft uh, is going to be as well. Exactly. Um, you know, I, I think ideally our, our plan is to have it mirror uh, the, the way the NFL works. I, I don't want to, uh, uh, before our standard draft, run into the snake draft. We'd like to do it sometime in the off season, Right, Before yes. these players have taken the field yes. uh, to essentially put the same, we'll say, risks on the teams that are picking those players as well. You haven't seen them in action in a professional's game yet. Correct. And that's
1: something we're still going to figure out. We will have details soon. It's not going... We'll we'll ideally have it before the season starts, a full write-up. It's going to actually be added to the league constitution in its own like addendum that we kind of have separate right now. Um, But Klopp and I are going to put put that together and have everything explained, but... It's going, and, and for those asking, well, okay, you're going to do a lottery. Well, it's going to kind of, how are you going to be able to do a lottery when you, you're going to determine that first overall pick? Who's going to give a shit about the rest of the picks? Well, the way the NBA does it, of course, is they do that behind closed doors, and then they unveil the picks, you know, through the a lottery during halftime of a playoff game. Right. They got the low cards and that. We're going to do something similar. We're going to record... The actual lottery, so that everybody knows there's not a Patrick Ewan frozen envelope kind of moment here, that this is all done on the up and up, in case there's a crazy moment where maybe a Jake Feller team, who falls just short of the, the playoffs, wins the first, you know, the lottery and gets the first overall pick. We're going to record that. We're going to save that to post at a later time.
2: Something can behind even the scenes. periscope it. Let's not forget, the league has a periscope. Here, we so. do have a periscope. That's a periscope. good point.
1: And then we unveil, and we may do the unveiling through Periscope and then save the the actual process of us determining the lottery so that everyone can see that this is legitimate for afterwards. We're going to unveil the picks backwards. So we're going to work back from eight all the way to one. And then the remaining eight teams will just be seated based on how they finish in the playoffs. Prices will be fixed. They'll be automatic keepers. You know, they'll likely be kept for, we're still determining if they actually be required to be kept for multiple years, or if they're only just gonna be required for one year. We will have it um, set up for you, again, before the auction itself. We'll have more details. Um, this is just kind of to whet your appetite, give you a little sneak peek at what's to come. But this way, it's going to add to that excitement. You know, you're gonna see a rookie before he's on the field. You might be able to get a game changer. You might get a bust. You can also pass on the pick outright. We're not going to force anybody to make a pick. Um, you're know, this you you're going to be encouraged to make a pick. These guys aren't going to be $100 players by any chance. They're going to be value picks for everybody. But you do have the option to say, you know what, I, I'd rather just keep X amount of dollars and take it into the auction. That's going to be an option as well. So there's going to be more to come. We'll speak on it briefly at the auction before we actually kick things off. We'll answer any questions people may have there. But we're gonna give it a try for 2017. And again, if you guys like it, we'll roll with it. I think it's gonna add a interesting little touch in the offseason when things get a little stale and you know minds are kind of away from football. It might be an interesting element to kind of get you excited for a little while and then you know wait, you know, until the camps open up. And if it's a success, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it and we'll make it a thing. If, if everybody in the world hates it, then you know what? We tried. Exactly. We, we gave it a shot. And, and the good thing about this league is that you guys are all willing to experiment. It's what makes this thing fun. We were able to do so many different things. If you haven't noticed by now, and I think a few of you are starting to pick up on it, five years ago there was talk after our draft a few of us sat in the room together, maybe six or six of us. You were there, Marcus, and uh, joined some cola and while Klopp was entering rosters uh, right when people started trickling out. And there was like six or eight of us here, and all of them said, you know what you guys should do? You should do a dynasty league. Yes. You should do a dynasty league. Yes. And we said originally, well, let's get, you know, this is our first year doing this league. Let's kind of build on the foundations of this. We don't want to start something secondary to take our attention away from this you haven't noticed by now we're trying to kind of combine the dynasty elements into the auction into this kind of league and we're making everybody a part of their team year round to make it feel like true ownership they have a true foundation with your keepers with the draft with everything that we're doing it makes it
2: truly it's personalized truly to you and not just something that you reset every year right and and we'll be honest i mean we've we've looked into the uh, potential of, of switching to dynasty. And, and I think the biggest thing holding us back is finding a site, uh, that houses it that is free. Yes. Um, to, to be able to keep the league as, as low cost as we started uh, with the idea that uh, essentially the name, my other league, this is your secondary league. You've, you've got something else going on. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, it, I think from a management standpoint a dynasty league may be tough to to manage on a site like ESPN we'd True. have to venture to use some of those odd sites uh, to to actually run a dynasty league
1: and this is a nice compromise and I like it because if you haven't done it already and I download the ESPN fantasy app it's different than it was years ago they combine all the fantasy sports in the one app. Everything's new on there The the way it feed like you can look at your team and the player bubbles. And it's like really nice It's getting better every year there, and, and we don't want to leave ESPN. We don't plan on doing that. The app's getting better and stronger every year. The their tools their are service easy to is use.
2: fantastic. Phenomenal. We called them at 3 a.m. one year.
1: Absolutely. Wow. And they helped us. I mean, they had a, a friendly rep, knew exactly what we needed and helped us right there on the site at 3 a.m. <coughs> you know, kind of just to, to see, you know, just to try and see, like, well, what is this? They invite us to call, we call, they helped us out, boom. So, nice. we're you know, we want to keep this. And, and the way things are growing... You know, we, we listen to feedback all the time. I get tons of texts. Pop gets texts. We all talk amongst each other. Just about all of us are close enough friends that we interact with each other outside of the league. I got so many people coming up to me saying, you know, I came into this league, you know, because friends were in it as a secondary league. This is, you know, as, hey, it's my second league. It's something new experiment. So many people come up to us and said, you know, this is like my favorite league. Yes. Yeah, you know, I love what you guys are doing. I really am happy that you guys have been taking these chances. There's a lot of fun. And that's really what we're doing at the end of the day. You know, we want to have fun. You know, even we, we even want Eddie to have fun. Right. You know, again, we're doing our damnedest. We're doing our damnedest to satisfy this man, for God's right. sakes. Right. And we hope we didn't let you down, Eddie. Those would be my
2: parting words here, at least for tonight. I hope I didn't let you down, Edward. Aww. Well, listen, we're, we're glad to be back. Uh, we've got the draft in a couple weeks. If I can remember how to actually upload and publish a podcast, thank you. Uh, you guys will likely hear this. Um, Marcus, thank you for, for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, do you, uh, even though we've kicked you out of the room a couple of times, uh, do you want some time to address the league?
0: Yes, a, a bold pre-league statement, please. <clears throat> Don't be a glutton. Have sex with that mutton
2: all right that's perfect and uh listen guys don't forget uh contact the pool line 716-568-4766 we look forward to hearing from whoever calls we 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 can keep it anonymous if you'd like yes uh you know we've we've done it for callers in the past So, so so feel free uh,
0: thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. My in, in my in my personal else? experiences, like the more alcohol I consume, uh, the harder my erections and the and the and the increased stamina. Oh, my God. <laughs> Are you guys even listening to what I am saying? I don't think anyone's invited me yes. to anything. <laughs>
2: When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage.
0: Woo! That was bad. You gotta wash your hands!